0: part 7 of ingersoll on voltaire from the works of robert g ingersoll volume 3 lecture 4 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org this recording by william jones bonita springs florida ingersoll on voltaire part 7 the deathbed argument all kinds of criminals except infidels meet death with reasonable serenity as a rule there is nothing in the death of a pirate to cast any discredit on his profession the murder upon the scaffold with a priest on either side smilingly exhorts the multitude to meet him in heaven the man who has succeeded in making his home a hell meets death without a quiver provided he has never expressed any doubt as to the divinity of christ or the eternal procession of the holy ghost the king who has waged cruel and useless war who has filled countries with widows and fatherless children with the maimed and diseased and who has succeeded in offering to the mullet of ambition the best and bravest of his subject dies like a saint all the believing kings are in heaven all the doubting philosophers in perdition all the persecutors sleep in peace and the ashes of those who burned their brothers sleep in consecrated ground libraries could hardly contain the names of the christian wretches who have filled the world with violence and death in defence of book and creed and yet they all die the death of the righteous and no priest no minister describes the agony and fear the remorse and horror WITH WHICH THEIR GUILTY SOULS WERE FILLED IN THE LAST MOMENTS OF THEIR LIVES. THESE MEN HAD NEVER DOUBTED. THEY HAD NEVER THOUGHT. THEY ACCEPTED THE CREED AS THEY DID THE FASHION OF THEIR CLOTHES. THEY WERE NOT INFIDELS. THEY COULD NOT BE. THEY HAD BEEN BAPTIZED. THEY HAD NOT DENIED THE DIVINITY OF CHRIST. THEY HAD PARTAKEN OF THE LAST SUPPER. THEY RESPECTED PRIESTS. They admitted that Christ had two natures and the same number of wills. They admitted that the Holy Ghost had proceeded, and that, according to the multiplication table of heaven, once one is three, and three times one is one, and these things put pells beneath their heads, and covered them with the drapery of peace. They admitted that while kings and priests did nothing worse than make their fellows wretched, that so long as they only butchered and burnt the innocent and helpless, God would maintain the strictest neutrality. But when some honest man, some great and tender soul, expressed a doubt as to the truth of the scriptures, or prayed to the wrong God, or to the right one by the wrong name, then the real God leaped like a wounded tiger upon his victim, and from his quivering flesh tore his wretched soul there is no recorded instance where the uplifted hand of murder has been paralyzed no truthful account in all the literature of the world of the innocent child being shielded by god thousands of crimes are being committed every day men are at this moment lying in wait for their human prey wives are whipped and crushed driven to insanity and death little children begging for mercy lifting imploring tear-filled eyes to the brutal faces of fathers and mothers sweet girls are deceived lured and outraged. but god has no time to prevent these things no time to defend the good and protect the pure he is too busy numbering hares and watching sparrows he listens for blasphemy looks for persons who laugh at priests examines baptismal registers watch professors in college we begin to doubt the geology of moses and the astronomy of joshua he does not particularly object to stealing if you won't swear a great many persons have fallen dead in the act of taking god's name in vain but millions of men women and children have been stolen from their homes and used as beasts of burden but no one engaged in this infamy has ever been touched by the wrathful hand of God. Now and then a man of genius, of sense, of intellectual honesty, has appeared. Such men have denounced the superstitions of their day, they have pitied the multitude. To see priests devour the substance of the people, priests who made begging one of their learned professions, filled them with loathing and contempt. These men were honest enough to tell their thoughts brave enough to speak the truth then they were denounced tried tortured killed by rack or flame but some escaped the fury of the fiends who loved their enemies and died naturally in their beds it would not do for the church to admit that they died peacefully that would show that religion was not essential at the last moment superstition gets its power from the terror of death it would not do to have the common people understand that a man could deny the bible refuse to kiss the cross contend that humanity was greater than christ and then die as sweetly as turcamada did after pouring molten lead into the ears of an honest man or as calmly as calvin after he had burned servetus or peacefully as king david after advising with his last breath one son to assassinate another. The church has taken great pains to show that the last moments of all infidels, that Christians did not succeed in burning, were infinitely wretched and despairing. It was alleged that words could not paint the horrors that were endured by a dying infidel. Every good Christian was expected to, and generally did, believe these accounts, they have been told and retold in every pulpit of the world. Protestant ministers have repeated the lies invented by Catholic priests, and Catholics, by a kind of theological comedy, have sworn to the lies told by the Protestants. Upon this point they have always stood together, and will, as long as the same falsehood, can be used by both. Instead of doing these things, voltaire wilfully closed his eyes to the light of the gospel examined the bible for himself advocated intellectual liberty struck from the brain the fetters of an arrogant faith assisted the weak cried out against the torture of man appealed to reason endeavored to establish universal toleration succored the indigent and defended the oppressed he demonstrated that the origin of all religions is the same-the same mysteries the same miracles the same imposture the same temples and ceremonies the same kind of founders apostles and dupes the same promises and threats the same pretense of goodness and forgiveness and the practice of the same persecution and murder he proved that religion made enemies philosophy friends and that above the rights of gods were the rights of man these were his crimes such a man god would not suffer to die in peace if allowed to meet death with a smile others might follow his example until none would be left to light the holy fires of the auto-de-fe it would not do for so great so successful an enemy of the church to die without leaving some shriek of fear some shudder of remorse some ghastly prayer of chattered horror uttered by lips covered with blood and foam for many centuries the theologians have taught that an unbeliever an infidel one who spoke or wrote against their creed could not meet death with composure that in his last moments God will fill his conscience with the serpents of remorse. For a thousand years, the clergy have manufactured the facts to fit this theory, this infamous conception of the duty of man and the justice of God. The theologians have insisted that crimes against man were and are as nothing compared with crimes against God. Upon the deathbed subject, the clergy grow eloquent. When describing the shudderings and shrieks of the dying unbeliever, their eyes glitter with delight. It is a festival. They are no longer men. They become hyenas. They dig open graves. They devour the dead. It is a banquet. Unsatisfied still, they paint the terrors of hell. They gaze at the souls of the infidels writhing in the coils of the worm that never dies. They see them in flames, in oceans of fire, in gulfs of pain, in abysses of despair. They shout with joy, they applaud. It is an auto-de-fe presided over by God. End of Part 7 The deathbed Argument